Today we're going to talk about our ability to grow as human beings and we're going to talk about that as expanding our consciousness and our awareness. We tend to keep ourselves small though. We we keep ourselves small by needing to fit into a certain category or to fit into a certain belief system. We, we might even keep ourselves small by not wanting to grow beyond our family system, all the systems that we're involved in and define ourselves by. We feel like give us a sense of safety and personhood and define who we are. But if we're going to continue to grow as human beings, it's going to be continuing to expand our bubble, expand our awareness and consciousness beyond those systems, which means we need to let them go. This is a single tree podcast. We welcome you and are happy that you're here with us. Morning. The band that you heard at the top of the show was Mimicking Birds, who we discovered when we went to a Typhoon concert in Omaha, and they were the opening band, uh, meandering melodies and lyrics, and they talk about like evolution of species and stuff like that in their songs. So, thought it was fitting. Especially the meandering. The, the meandering part is <laughs> makes a lot of sense, you know, for this podcast. So thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you would find us on Facebook or SoundCloud or Spotify. Listen, join in the discussion if you like, and let us know what you think. Let us know what you're thinking about. We'd just love to hear from you and to know that someone is listening. Yes. <laughs> so... You know, I talk to a lot of people about like deconstructing their ideals, whether that has to do with their faith or, you know, obviously part of our job as helpers is to aid people in in kind of letting go of constructs and systems of belief that are not helpful to them. And what I find a lot of times is that people are kind of scared or unwilling for some reason to uh, sort of like grow beyond the containers that they're in. Um, you know, the first part of our life is about sort of defining a form or a shape for ourselves. And then, you know, even when we're teenagers, there's this move to like deconstruct those things that we've known as ourselves and, and we've known to define us. And it seems to be a p pretty painful process, although it's all over in the kind of our ecosystem and, and, you know, as we see the living organisms around us grow, and yet people seem unwilling to do it for whatever reason. Hmm. They like to keep themselves small. Any ideas about that? Well, I think it makes sense in terms of the discussion that we had last week. We were talking about, you know, the desire for people to, uh, for for you know, living systems to grow and then also to retain their shape. And so it makes sense in that context that there's kind of maybe this idea that we have that we're supposed to get bigger 
and kind of expanse more expansive and then there's also this desire or this impulse to like retain our shape so i think it makes sense in that if you look at it that way um but i also think that people are afraid to get outside of the systems of belief that they have because um it means they're no longer part of the group and it also means that they might be forsaking something that is ultimately true when you know it seems it also seems apparent that like we talk about ultimate truth that it has to exist outside of these structures that are created you know that tend to like stay small or narrow and so i think there's a a fear of like not being part of the group and also like giving up something that's necessary or objectively true you know if you're if you're always deconstructing things then you might feel like that's a little bit of a chaotic way to to exist does that make sense yeah kind of like you know a, a bird needs somewhere to nest yeah yeah exactly right. and anytime you you know step outside of the the nest or your your home and you know leave leave that you know comfortable stable environment then um feels a little unsettling you know it's i think it is yeah it can be scary for people mm -hmm. um and i think maybe a lot of people don't necessarily have other people to talk to that are maybe going down the same path. Mm -hmm. And so if they feel if this is happening or they're experimenting with letting go of maybe some beliefs or concepts, then they're doing it alone. It's easy to, to kind of feel like you're just drifting out into the void. And, yeah. you know, that <laughs> that can be pretty scary. Uh -huh. For sure. Yeah. Can I talk about you for one second? Sure. Or maybe a minute. Okay. Yeah. And if you don't want me to share anything about you, then no, you we can, can cut this out. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. You're one of those people for me that, you know, we've kind of had this relationship where we talk about this kind of stuff. And, you know, we grew up a little bit differently. So, like... um. I guess, you know, through our relationship, I've kind of been challenged by you to like do this sort of expansive work, you know? Um, so I grew up going to church and, you know, so obviously was indoctrinated with, uh, you know, Christian beliefs. Um, and, you know, I've always kind of seen you as like existing outside of that. I know that you, you know, also like had faith and stuff like that and grew up maybe you know with mm -hmm. some um of those values like from your family and stuff like that mm -hmm. um but like it's nice to have someone uh who's doing the same kind of thing you know um growing in this way um you can kind of do it alongside of and you know because there's all these pressures like in these environments of faith um and 
you know, these belief systems that we get indoctrinated into, um, everybody's agreeing, basically, even though some people might not totally agree that this is the truth, this is the way, and it's the only way. And there's maybe some people who are questioning it. It's nice when you find those people who are kind of questioning it with you. Mm-hmm. But like to have someone who's outside of that to like set an example of it's not necessary to just like keep yourself in that small structure mm-hmm. has been positive for me. So, Well, good. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think it's been equally rewarding for me on the other side, you know, but I, I agree. I think it's, you know, having the experience of having a relationship with someone where you can, where you can do that with, openly and it's yeah safe and it's explorative yeah. I think has helped me do more of what has been helpful for you and it's helped you help me you know it's just been the, like a reciprocal thing but you know that's we were talking a little bit last night and I just think you know to me that's that's one of the the main values of a relationship is is where you know there there's space for for people to to do that with one another because you know it and it's kind of like you were saying a couple minutes ago there's probably this at at the same time there's this inherent desire for growth or or expansiveness right which kind of requires us to question or challenge or deconstruct beliefs and ideas and there's also this part that wants to kind of hold on to to sameness that you know those forces are always happening and you know it can you know like I said I'm repeating myself but it can be extremely helpful to have a relationship to where there's room for those forces to kind of express themselves and you have you know you can put a dialogue to them um with with someone that's you know that's safe and there and kind of doing the same thing mm-hmm. it's extremely valuable and i sometimes i i think we don't really give ourselves much of an opportunity to do that in in relationships very much it's 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 almost like the opposite is true you know like we're re- relationships only happen or are strong because of the same beliefs and concepts you know which i don't think there's anything bad about that inherently but if mm-hmm. if that's if if the relationship is is there just based off of that then you know you're you're ignoring this expansion you know that that we're talking about which i think is keeps people um a little boxed in i suppose yeah you and i kind of have this unspoken agreement that like nothing is sacred Mm -hmm. you know which you can probably tell if you listen to any of our conversations you know um so like but i don't but it's you know which can sort of be jarring or like uncomfortable i think for for us for people in general because we're we're used to like needing to settle into like 
something that we identify with and believe in. Um, but like for me, this relationship is gives a lot of freedom because it's like I can literally question anything, you know, mm-hmm. which which is kind of the mechanism that helps you grow outside of these structures that we're talking about that mm-hmm. like keep people boxed in. Um, and so like, I just really appreciate relationships like that. Like I have yeah. other relationships, like my relationship with my wife is the same way, you know, it's, you can literally say anything, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's, and it's not maybe sometimes taken as seriously <laughs> as it could be in other relationships, you know, yeah. it's just sort of like exploring, explorative, like you said. Um, and yet there's enough like commonality, common ground, common understanding of, you know, what's important and what, you know, some values like, you know, uh, compassion, taking care of people or something, you know, that, that, that sort of like hold the, their relationship together. There's enough common ground that it doesn't like fall apart, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the, the mode of this sort of like expansive growth is like just being in a, in a space, um, where you can do that work of questioning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I'm just kind of reminded, you know, just listening to you and thinking of the value of of relationships like that in my life. And, you know, the thought came to me, <clears throat> and I was talking about it last week with, with someone. One one of the constants in, in, in my life you know, as I look back, and I've said this before, I think, on one of our talks, is that there's always been this process of reflecting on something that I thought was true that I'm consciously recognizing as, man, that's that I thought that was true, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems to been yeah. to be one of the consistent themes in my life, and hmm. I can't help but think that well, if that's happening in my life, then it's got to be happening with everyone else on some degree. And I'm not right. the only one, right? right? You know, and that I've come to kind of appreciate that that process because I feel like it's helped me. maybe you know gain some clarity along the way if if Mm -hmm. if nothing else um it can be a little bit uncomfortable i think at first but Mm -hmm. if if you can let yourself do that uh, you know a little bit each time you it's not it's not so scary and actually the Mm -hmm you may not be able to see really tangible rewards right away, but eventually it starts to reveal itself. You know, it's kind of like dipping your toe in the pool, but it's, it starts to become a process that isn't so scary. So scary. Actually, there's another thing that you thought was true that actually isn't Mm -hmm. really like you don't, 
it feels like it's scarier that you're going to lose a lot by by doing this but in actuality at least from my perspective the opposite is true you actually it sounds kind of strange to say but I'll go ahead and say it like you actually gain more by losing more uh-huh yeah i would say like it's this thing that we're identifying you're expanding mm-hmm. you know so you can let more in Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as we talk so much about like dualistic thinking, like uh, it's letting go of that. And so by doing that, you gain like this larger awareness, right? Mm-hmm. So the dualistic thinking would say this is right and that is wrong, right? And and like what you're saying is everything's on the table. Nothing I hold to as true is sacred or unable to be challenged right mm-hmm. so if that's your stance in a relationship or just even in your own life and growth and journey um, then anything that you hold true right now could be challenged right which I mean that's a very unsettling thought for people surely you know um, and you know you, you might feel like you'd just fall apart because <laughs> everything that you've built your life on is can be um, shaken, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and your foundation can just wash away or whatever. Um, but it allows for you maybe one truth at a time, yeah. not all of them at once, but one truth at a time to be unmoored and then like for you just to grow a little bit bigger, which means you're no longer stuck in like this is right and that is wrong. It's possible to like you know, see that there might be a third way or, yeah, you know, just a larger perspective of what truth is. Yeah. Instance. It's, I don't think there's anything wrong with like a bird finding a nest. Right. But, <clears throat> and laying its eggs and, you know, all, all of that. Usually only that's, you know, that's done for a time. And then the bird, goes to another tree and builds another nest or something but it's uh-huh. like I may nest somewhere for a little bit because it because it feels right but also while I'm doing that I'm I'm also consciously holding space for that that will probably not last either you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah um sure not that I'm trying to consciously make it go away or hold on to it, but it's it's just where I happen to be nesting now, and that that probably, you know, I'm I'm sure I'll make another one somewhere. Yeah. The goal being like to continue to expand and expand our awareness more and more to like get let more and more like truth in and you know i think maybe we think of truth as like a point that we reach um a destination if you will um and then once we've sort of like found it then we just sort of spend our the rest of our lives like defending it Mm -hmm. or you know sort of like evangelizing other people or you know um 
teaching other people about the truth that we've sort of like procured for ourselves, um, which when you say it that way is a really terrible way to think about life. <laughs> but so if you, so this method of growth is more like, I get, I guess I want to talk about like the goal, you know, it's not to just like arrive at your truth and then like spend your whole life defending it. Sure. It's to like expand out, outer, out further out and further out to be able to actually gain awareness of more like ultimate truth or mm -hmm. the largest context that you could um, think of that you can't really think of because you haven't like experienced it fully yet because because you're still like getting there or whatever but like I guess if the truth is like this really big thing instead of just this point mm -hmm. then you're just seeking to like expand further and further out to allow more of that in yeah yeah or to just have eyes for it mm -hmm. right so that's another way I would define this d define it is that like the 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 more you like grow and expand your consciousness your your awareness like the more you're able to let in instead of pushing it out or you know mm -hmm. defending your truth from it does that make sense you agree with that yeah yeah i feel like i feel like that's a good way to put it absolutely yeah so we so we you know first it's good to find a place where we can sort of like question things and do this sort of like expanding of and cha challenging our our beliefs and and getting outside of the systems that keep us small um and then a lot of times there's this feeling of like you know well you don't you don't want to let go of the things that help you belong to a group or a belief system or whatever you know but then there's this feeling of like i no longer have the that like connection with those people mm -hmm. um i'm i want to be careful with my words here because i don't want it to seem like i'm saying that you're better than someone else but it feels like you're sort of like outside of that smaller system it feels like you're beyond it a little bit and, <clears throat> yeah. and we have trouble like with people that we care about and respect and stuff like that like um feeling like that we're just like on a different level or you know like um be beyond them i don't know how else to say it you know like these are the words that we use and and none of it's meant to you know meant to be a slight to anyone else because you know really it's just something that you've happened upon because you've been willing to like let go of some things whereas maybe if other people don't feel the freedom to do that they just could totally do the same thing they just haven't yet yeah and then it's 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 not about better or worse it's it's simply just a matter of like you just don't identify with 
said thing anymore like you used to or with the other people you don't identify with it that doesn't mean yeah that you're better it just means you don't identify with it that's all that's that doesn't have actually anything to do with good or better or best you mm -hmm. know and that can be a really confusing scary kind of place to be when you're with people that you care about um mm -hmm. and you maybe some beliefs or concepts have been deconstructed and you're not identifying with things like you used to and you're in the presence of those people it can it can be a little it can be a little nerve-wracking mm -hmm. um it causes this anxiety i think mm -hmm. um because it's like well then how am i going to connect with this person um it also feels can feel a little bit lonely as well mm -hmm. um yeah. But I think that that's natural. It like that's a natural part of the process that comes in. You know, if you can endure that a little bit and just kind of hold space to see how things, you know, kind of play out. Usually, you find a way to still be in relationship with that person if you want to. Mm -hmm. Um, just in a different way, you know, but it takes a little bit of time and you've got to walk into that anxiety and confusion because mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a strange place to be. Yeah. And we don't, we don't want that. You know? Yeah. It's like if you live in this village, you know, you, you grow up in this village with people and like, you know, it's, it's kind of this village that's off the beaten path and you know, doesn't have a lot of contact with like a larger metropolitan area. And, and most of the people in the village never leave the village because that's where they live and it's what they know. And why would they leave? Because all the people that live there are their people and they have a good life, you know? And then like somebody decides that they're going to go out and explore the rest of the world, you know, and they come back and are relating to these people, but it's sort of impossible for them to relate to them in the same way because of what they know you sure. know uh, or what they've seen you know it's and it's not better or worse and i think that's what we really have to be careful about in these types of relationships and when we're doing this type of work is to not see it as better or worse right you're not better because you explored the world you just explored the world you know and we're willing to leave the village maybe but um you know that doesn't make you a better person so that, that i think is the trap that we get into is thinking like i'm better because i've been able to like let go of these things or to let go of fear or whatever like who knows the things that get us to these places where we're willing to question and um and challenge uh the status quo or you know the conventional wisdom about things often it's our suffering and pain that brings us to that place yeah. which is not not our doing really it's like given to us yeah it's not like you know when i think about my life i don't 
can't think of a time where I've consciously said, well, wait, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do X and let it go and deconstruct it. Um, and you know, there's, I'm, you know, I'm going to be illuminated in a certain way. It's, it's not a mechanical thing like that. It just, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't really have anything to do with you. It happens through your, your, your life, you know, and, and like I said, often it does happen through your suffering, you know, through suffering and pain, we are, you know, sort of compelled to make meaning out of that. Right. And so, um, you almost have to like expand your way of being and thinking, um, beyond conventional wisdom because you know often the conventional wisdom rigid systems of belief don't have a lot of room for how to explain suffering Mm -hmm. you know um or you know there's probably some other ways that you can you can come to this you know and you know being in an environment or you know happening upon a relationship which that's the way i think about our relationship you know where you can sort of have this type of dialogue uh it's like serendipity it just happens yeah you know yeah which is another thing that you know it's an opportunity to have something be illuminated and you you kind of discover that it's not you doing it or making it happen you know Mm mm-hmm and I think, you know, there there's another side to this where I, th- I think it's scary for people because, you know, um, we organize ourselves or who we are or like you say personhood or I, or I would just say like the sense of me or, or I. Mm-hmm. We organize that around ideas and beliefs. And if you are considering what we're talking about, which is, you know, consciously being willing to challenge your ideas and beliefs a little bit, or maybe be willing to, you know, deconstruct some of that, like your sense of personhood or me or I, it changes. It it, it starts to feel a little bit different. Um, I think in our last talk about it, like that sense of I or personhood or me starts to feel maybe too fluid or flimsy or diffuse or, or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't seem as like stable and focused. And that's, that can be scary because you know, you feel like literally it's kind of like a feeling like you're go, you're, evaporating or you're going away Mm -hmm. and that really I think like on a deep level kind of starts to bring up this fear of like well man if I keep doing this like I'm not gonna exist Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah um I'm not gonna exist or you know I'm going to lose my mind or whatever. 
mostly it's this right. fear of like I'm I'm just not going to exist, and that that's really scary. Right, the in between stage where you like deconstruct yourself even, and then re uh, reform yeah. in a different shape or something. Yeah, like when the bird leaves the nest, and he's or she is just in. Uh, the limbo that's in between finding a new home, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Which seems sort of crazy to us because we tend to be like not very nomadic people. For the most part, you find your home and then you like stay there for the rest of your life or, mm-hmm. you know, at least for years and years, you know, to like every few months or every year to like find a new home. feels a little unsettling or something like that. Yeah. And so that you know, there's there's that there's that tension that's that's there as well. Like, geez, I'm starting to kind of you know, the the sense of me or, or I is starting to feel mm-hmm. thin and that's scary, you know, because we're taught in our society, well it's like if you don't stand for something you're you'll fall for anything. Or you uh-huh. know, different social slogans like that that uh-huh. really um kind of dissuade this process mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and i'm not saying don't stand for anything but you know um in especially like in in our society having a a strong sense of of mm-hmm. of me is really important and valued and and once again i'm not saying that's bad either but mm-hmm. uh it 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 can kind of keep people or dissuade people from entertaining some of these things that that we're talking about mm-hmm. um dissuade people from growing really yeah having their truth whatever however they understand it challenged mm-hmm. questioned yeah and that's what we're saying is necessary for growth, you know? So I just think about, you know, like, again, going back to the idea of feeling like you're better than someone else because you've, you've been able to, like, question and do this expansive work. Um, you know, and just, and just how we uh, sort of treat each other and talk to each other. Um you know, when this is, when this is a thing for you, you know, um, and, you know, so if we're, if we look at ourselves as adults and, and then look at a child, for instance, that's like seven years old, you know, we, we don't really expect the child to like, you know, be where we are as adults to know all the things that we know and like they haven't lived uh, enough life maybe to like have, um, you know, this sort of like expansive understanding of reality, you know? Um, and there's no need for them to be where you are as an adult. In fact, you, you you wouldn't really want them to, Mm -hmm. you know, if you sped up the process or like skipped any steps, then like, it wouldn't work, you know, to, to like 
um, for a child to lose their innocence too quickly or to not like have a home that they call, you know, that where they, that's like a stable environment, you know, is, is not good for that child, you know, for that, that person. Um, and so, you know, I think it's, I think it's applicable in our, in our cultural dialogue right now, because, um, you know, there's a lot of like holding really tightly to, um, what you believe standing for something. Um, and there's kind of this expectation that, uh, another person knows what you know, and you, you know, you hold really tightly to your version of the truth. And then, um, you know, it's frustrating when other people don't get it, you know? And so I think it's good if you, if you're, first of all, working on like your own, um, expanding of your consciousness, that's the first thing to do. So, you know, and having your, the things that you hold tightly to challenged, that's probably the first thing that you need to be doing yeah. rather than focusing on everybody else's. Um, but then like understanding that um, other people just may not be where you are and maybe have not done that. And, and it's not a lot of times it's out of fear, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. For, for a child, it's not, it, you know, it's not really out of fear that they don't understand these things. It's just that they haven't lived enough life, but, or had some of the experiences to be forced to challenge their beliefs in the systems that they exist in. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we're all, we're all dependent on time and experience, right? We're all dependent on that. Yeah. No, none of us are, are not right for learning or you know expanding our consciousness we're we're all we're all dependent on that uh-huh. yeah and some and some people you know when they when they're sort of like confined by these structures you know it's out of out of fear of like leaving it or you know there's some reason that they haven't like left it behind or been able to challenge it mm-hmm. easily you know mm-hmm. and so maybe we just need to put people in an environment where they can do that in a safe way, right? To have some of these relationships. Realizing that, you know, people have a tendency to, like we were talking previously about, like the conservative stance of, you know, let's um, preserve the status quo. Let's, you know, there's some value in keeping things the way that they are and, and, um, kind of this backward focused like nostalgia why why would we get rid of everything that's you know been so great to us and and provided us um happy and healthy existence or whatever um and you know certain other people are sort of more maybe progressive and they want to push things forward and like um do this questioning and like you know let's make progress you know that kind of mentality so people are gonna be maybe tend one way or the other um 
and yet I think maybe it's positive for all of us to to do this work it seems like it's the way to grow you know Mm -hmm. is to is to question and sort of get outside of these things that maybe hold us um, you know keep us small you know yeah and you know I don't think it's this big um, esoteric thing we're talking about that's you know so abstract you know that you have to like go into meditation for four months at a time or anything like that I think it's I think it's as simple and as practical as just paying attention to yourself and kind of just developing that day in and day out and being honest you know about what kind of res- re- response or reaction you're, you know, you're having to something and investigate it. I mean, if you're getting an, an impression um, in a certain context or environment, it could be whatever, church, work, different, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. And you're kind of paying attention to yourself and you're investigating kind of, you know, this internal response and giving yourself a little permission and space to to investigate that and you know then maybe you get a little bit of clarity about man I don't I don't know if I really believe this mm-hmm. or do I really or why do I you know and learning that that isn't a bad thing right it's not evil yeah it's it's not it's not evil. You're not destroying anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. That it can it, it it can actually be something that it's that it can be safe um, and helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a, in a lot of different ways. In the right context. Right. For sure. Yeah. So here's a way that you can do it first of all just kind of believing the truth is out there and I don't old I don't own it or hold it mm-hmm. right and no not even like one people group or belief system owns it or or holds it right which means that it's outside of you right you know you're not the um possessor or purveyor of the ultimate truth which is kind of obvious right and yet I don't think we operate that way I think we operate as if you know I'm I'm the one or at least you know my um, my people my tribe is the one that owns the the truth and then everybody else just needs to sort of like come to us to have the truth bestowed upon them you know yeah it's a dangerous way of thinking you know if you put it that way um you know so when you're doing this personal work of like paying attention to yourself um you know you're probably met with something that can help you discover more truth every day and it's probably the thing that feels most uncomfortable to you Mm mm-hmm 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. It can be your stress. It can be like someone who's different than you. Always it can be someone who's different than you, right? Who makes you feel uncomfortable, right? Or um, what we think of as bad or evil, you know? Um, Those are the things that will help us maybe expand our bubble the most are the thing you know the pain and suffering and also like what we think of as evil I tend to think that like the ultimate truth um, encompasses all right good and bad good, good and evil and so like the things that we think of in a dualistic sense as bad or evil and that don't belong Actually, if we expand our awareness out far enough, we will see how they do belong. Well, I mean, it's that's the way it seems, you know. I mean, I, I can remember a time where I thought more in terms of, like, good and bad, right? And then as I look back and I see how things have kind of evolved, there started to be this realization or question that came into my mind like wait I've had a number of different experiences where I thought something was bad and shouldn't be happening and it actually was like there was a lot of good that came out of it mm-hmm. and kind of you know spent quite a bit of time really exploring that and and thinking about that and I think that's what kind of kind of got me to a place where I'm I'm not as eager to say something's good or bad because I've I've just I've just had been too many experiences in my life where I've you know when you take an honest look at something like sure it like it 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 feels bad or wrong or, or whatever but if you look at the things that have happened after that event, there can actually be a lot of of good that that has come. If if, if you're mm-hmm. willing, if you're willing to to see that, mm-hmm. um, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, we're in this habit now at the end of 2020 of saying like this has been a rough year, <laughs> you know. And it has for so many reasons, you know, Um, it's been pretty bad, probably not as bad as it can get or like what it's like to be in a war torn third world country or Mm -hmm. something, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not even close to that. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm always ad, I'm always admiring of people who can look back on stuff like that, that you, like you said, and, and, uh, understand that what they thought was awful at the time is uh maybe has borne some fruit yeah well i and also i think in in the process kind of in understanding that more i think what what i realized is that the more I allow myself to be kind of tied up in the emotion of whatever experience. Like if something's bad happening and I'm really 
feeling that and I'm holding on to the emotion of that there's I don't give myself much opportunity to maybe see things objectively so I think part of what helps can help people expand is not only looking at the thing and questioning the thing but trying to be clear about the role emotion has in, in that whole process mm-hmm. if that if that makes sense mm-hmm. for sure so when you're experiencing the emotion of it whether that's some unpleasant emotion yeah right then it it's like the only thing that you can see yeah and then so it's it, it becomes this experience well i'm feeling you know sad bad whatever pain so mm-hmm. this is bad right it's it's real binary right sad bad you know sad pain mad all equals bad so this is a bad thing right uh-huh. and we don't give ourselves an opportunity to i'm not saying don't have those emotions but we reject the experience even yeah it's bad so it needs to go away sure yeah and we don't you know i think we have an opportunity to become more complex mm-hmm. or expansive and you know than what i was just talking about to where we can have an experience maybe with unpleasant emotions and that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad mm-hmm. or shouldn't be happening you just you know. ha- you're just having some emotions about it, which emotions are not really bad, right? Or good? Yeah, and so they're just the experience of the thing, internal your internal experience of the thing. Yeah, yeah, and so I think that can help. That I know that that's helped me for sure. You know, be willing to kind of grow or kind of expand. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little bit. You know. 2020 is bad. Yeah. 2021 is going to be good. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe not true. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. There's been a lot of bad this year. Sure. And there's been some good. Yeah. And it's all, they're not separate. So. Yeah. And next year will be the same. Yeah. Maybe more good than bad. Who knows? Yeah. If you take the aggregate of everything that happens. Yeah. If if you could somehow quantify it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, then what you start seeing is if like, oh, you know, bad and good aren't separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just two sides of the coin. Yeah. They're just different expressions of the same thing happening, you know. Which we tend to separate into mm-hmm. two categories. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But it's just reality. It's the truth of what's happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The largest truth encompasses both. Yeah. Uh And so it's just about, again, as we expand our awareness, we let those things in, even the bad. Yeah. And we pay attention to our experience. You're going to have sadness when you lose something when something goes wrong (laughs) as you see it you know and that's normal 
if you lose someone, sure. if you lose something, yeah. you're going to experience sadness. It's part of the that's part of the experience. So we're not saying you shouldn't be sad. No, we're you not saying be, don't have an emotion about anything. You should be intensely sad if you lose someone. You know. But you know, that's not a bad thing to have grief. In fact, it means that you loved someone. You cared about something, you know. Um and so yeah, I think our our job is to continue to uh grow a greater awareness, expansive consciousness. That seems to be um, kind of the mode of growth that makes the most sense. And to be unapologetic about that, right? That, that, um, that you're going to pursue truth or God or however you want to say that, whatever that is, without bound, right? Um, which means you can let everything in, everything that happens. Yeah, and you can do that unapologetically without being arrogant. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're bad or uh, a narcissist or anything like that. But definitely, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like if you can, f- if you can find someone to do that with, you have mm-hmm. your you have an alliance and that can encourage you. Yeah. It you know, al- and it also keeps you grounded and tethered that is to true. someone else. That's also you, true. You know, yeah. so you don't have to be afraid. I mean, you can definitely like go off the rails with someone else, but yeah. there's more of a tendency to like, as you're doing it together, you continue to be connected Yeah, as you do it, um, which provides safety. Someone can bring you back if you go too far or something. And, yeah. and also like it just, you know, you can bounce stuff off of the other person. Yeah, I think that that is a huge, re- huge resource. Yeah, is is you know being able to kind of find that or develop it in yeah. in a relationship. You have connection, which is one of the reasons that we don't do this, is because we want to remain connected to the the people who are like minded. Yeah, and so we don't want to question things because we don't want to move beyond them, or we don't want to like reject them or lose them somehow. You know, but if you have this sort of like collaborative, you know, let's like explore together. Then you don't lose connection. You do it together and it's like more fun. Builds connection. Yeah, for sure. Uh huh. All right, let's close up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. We'd love to hear from you and we'll talk to you soon.